Amen, amen, and amen. Good morning and happy Sabbath tabernacle of praise. Amen. We thank God for another beautiful Sabbath. We thank God for another beautiful day. I am so elated, so excited. I'm just overjoyed this morning. God woke me up this morning, started me on my way. Amen. Hey, if you're like me, I know you're bubbling over in your places of residence right now. I know you're so excited right now just to be able to be a part of this beautiful and awesome day. Listen, at this time, I just want you to just share um, a link. Just call a friend, call a foe. Let them know what's going on here at the Tabernacle of Praise. Go ahead and click on that button down there. Let them know that, you know, share this page. Uh, let, let them know that, that we're here uh, because this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Again, I am Pastor Fields, Jonathan B. Fields Jr. I am the pastor of the Tabernacle of Praise. I'm so excited to be a part of the Central States family for we truly, truly, truly serve an awesome God. I do have a couple of announcements with you. Uh, just want to just share those with you real quick. Amen. Uh, while the time still allow, we're not going to be before you long, um, but just want to encourage you. Amen. That today we'll be having our um, top sock giveaway. Amen. Uh, where we are encouraging all our top family, those that are able, um, our young people, especially if you are able. Amen. To meet us at the church at one o'clock. If I was in the church, I would say, what time did I say? That's right. One o'clock. We want to meet at the church. We want to go out into the community. Uh, we still have a mandate from God to go out and tell the world about his soon return. Amen. So what we want to do, we want to go out today. We have some bags. We have some 60 plus bags that we need to go out and to the community to give away. Amen. So we're encouraging all of our top family to meet us at the church. We'll organize. We'll go out. We have our masks. Our gloves, amen. Well, we do have gloves, so we encourage you to bring your own mask. But in the event you don't have one, we will have some there um, for you. But we will have gloves, amen. We'll have, um, we have masks. We want us to come out. We want us to get involved in our community on today at 1 o'clock, amen. Also on tomorrow, we are encouraging all of our men, amen. Some of the women, if you so choose, to meet us at the church at um, at uh, 10 o'clock. That's right. Meet us there tomorrow at 10 o'clock where there is some shifting of furniture that we must move around um, as it relates to us uh, getting our floor done. The workers are there. They're getting it done. It looks beautiful. I mean, it looks beautiful. Amen. So we need you to come on out on tomorrow to help us um, move some stuff around so they can get in the classrooms and finish the floors up there. Also today, for those, um, as we uh, progress along, kind of jumping ahead myself here, um, um, our communion service that we will be um, um, coming up with, and you'll hear more about that here in a few minutes. Amen. Um, also, um, our conference, um, as we put the first slide up, Andre, our conference um, for 2021, um, our first step, this is one step closer. This is our theme for the year for the conference. Uh, one step closer, we'll be dealing with number one, we're dealing with evangelism. Amen. This is a time for us where the conference wants us to become more evangelistic. That's what we're doing today by going out into the community, sharing the love of Christ. We want to be evangelistic in 2021. Not only that, but we want to focus on the family. Amen. We want to be engaged in our families. Amen. Um, this is a mandate. This is this is our, each one of these steps. These, these four steps are drawing us closer and closer to our creator. Not only that, but in 2021, we want financial freedom. Now, I don't know about you, 
I need some financial freedom up in here, up in here. My wife got her hands waving over there. Amen. We need some financial freedom. I know God is able for those that uh, say, you know, well, God is able. I know God is able. I wouldn't be here today. Come on, somebody, if God wasn't able. So I don't want to get it twisted. I don't want you to think that my faith is diminished or I don't have faith in God or don't have trust in God. But guess what? God mandates us to get out of debt. God don't want us in debt. Come on, somebody. I have student loans. Oh, come on now. Don't act like y'all don't have student loans out there. God wants us to be out of debt. And I'm praying and claiming 2021 that my finances will shape up and get right and do what I tell them to do and not doing what they own, doing what they want to do. Come on, somebody. Not only that, but in 2021, as we draw one step closer, we want to focus in on our youth and our kids' ministries. Amen. This pandemic has been crucial. Amen. Now, if you were like my, I mean, I have young people in my house too. Amen. And so I get it. I really do. I understand. These are some difficult times. These are some strange times that we're living in. And I want to encourage us to pour into our youth in 2021 as we seek to draw one step closer to the coming of our Lord and Savior. Amen. We also want to bring to your attention as um, Elder Percy has been so wonderfully putting this here prayer, 24-hour um, of prayer together, which will start um, on next Friday, amen. Um, we want to encourage you, for those that have taken part, uh, um, these are the steps, these, these four steps. These are the things that we'll be praying for. And for you, you who are listening, you who are viewing, um, if you want to be a part of this here special prayer time, uh, we encourage you to do just that, amen. First thing, we want to pray for our spiritual growth. Amen. This is um, based off of Luke 9, 23. Um, and he said unto them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And so this is our first initiative as we pray um, for through these 24 hours, praying for spiritual growth. Not only that, but we want to pray for our health. This pandemic, again, as I just mentioned, it has dealt us a serious blow throughout our community throughout our homes, our family, our loved ones. Amen. And so we want to pray during this time um, that God will heal us as 3 John uh, uh, um, um, 2 reminds us, beloved, I wish above all things, you know what it is, that may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prosper. So God wants us to prosper. God wants us to be in good health. God wants us to take care of our body. So we want to pray for our health. Not only that, again, we want to pray for fitness. Now, We've started our top moves. Amen. Um, I was on there yesterday morning, still feeling it. Come on, somebody. Uh, but we want to be fit. Um, um, uh, um, this is, uh, I'm sorry, our finances again, as we pray for our finances for this year. Amen. Uh, uh, the Bible tells us in Psalms 37, 25, I'm getting ahead of myself, um, that I have been young and now I am old. You yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. So God wants us to be want to be with our finances, and not only that, again with our health, He wants us to be fit.
Pastor, I can't hear you. Can you hear me, Andre? How about this? Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you now. All right, praise God. God is good <laughs> all the time and all the time. God is good. I'm just going and going and going. Thank you, Andre, uh, for getting with me and letting me know because I would have ended up preaching the whole sermon and uh, I wouldn't have heard, you wouldn't have heard it, but I would have. Amen. Do you uh, want to so I don't back? know where, how much you, you heard and where I left off at. Let's do the uh, last slide. On Sabbath, um, we're having our um, special communion time together. Um, and so we encourage you to mark your calendars for that. Um, today at one o'clock, today at one o'clock, thank you, Andre, you can put that up. Uh, today at, at one o'clock, um, if you want to stop by the church to pick up your emblems, you can do so. Um, but if you're unable, that's fine. Um, you will be able to pick those emblems up um, beginning Wednesday um, at three o'clock, after three o'clock, should I say, um, where you'll be able to um, uh, receive those emblems there at Elder Harris House. And for our seniors who are unable, um, we encourage you to um, reach out to our elders or reach out to myself and let me know so that we can make you make sure you are served. I did just see a text pop up um, where we I don't think we're streaming on Facebook. Are we on Facebook? We're not on Facebook. Amen. So if we're, since we're not on Facebook, we can have everyone jump over to YouTube so that they can view um, the service there. If you're able to get on YouTube, have them go over there. I don't know what's going on. Um, we've been having issues with Facebook. Um, not sure what's going on with that, but we'll definitely have to look into that. Also, if you see on your screen real quick, those that someone, you know, many have asked about the emblems, if they wanted to prepare those that are um, out of town, um, you're not able to be here with us and you want to know how can I prepare the sacrament um, wafer, um, where I found this ingredient. Now, I'm not a baker, um, but I do dab a little bit. Um, but these are the ingredients for those that want um, to prepare their own communion bread. Amen. And then we encourage you to purchase your own grape juice, and then we'll bless it on Sabbath 
and we'll have that special time together. Um, it is always indeed a blessing and honor to be able to come before you. We celebrate all life. We celebrate all birthdays um, in the month of um, January. Believe well, we're at the end of the month already, my Lord. Um, and so we celebrate all birthdays, we celebrate life. Um, and we wanna encourage you as we transition over to our giving time, um, we encourage you to be faithful, um, to trust God even when you can't trace him and know that he that shall come will come and will not tarry. At this time, Sister Lakita, tell us how can we share in this here ministry? <clears throat> Happy Sabbath, everyone. God is really good. He's blessing us. Um, this is a new year. We are almost at the end of the first month already, and life is just moving fast. Um, we will reflect on uh, the year 2020. I think we'll reflect on that for quite a while, probably the rest of our lives. We'll always remember this year, because this was the year of the cross. We, was all, um, we all had to bear crosses that we didn't choose. Sometimes we choose a bad marriage. Sometimes we choose you know, to eat too much food. But these were crosses that we did not choose to bear. We were in a pandemic. There was social and civil unrest. And there was public wanton, uh, public wanton political corruption right before our eyes, you know? So we were, everybody was under these edicts or, or under this, this uh, taunting time. And it was difficult for everybody. So 2021 is a chance we can pivot. This is a chance for us to pivot because last year we didn't expect it. It started off normally like usual, you know, promising we're going to do stuff. And by this time, we've already stopped doing what we said we were going to do or we're doing what we said we were not going to do. But that last year around March, you know, things kind of really got bad for everybody. But this year, and we didn't expect that. And it took us many, many months to get our footing, to understand it, to recognize, you know, that, hey, this is pretty serious. So this year, let this be the year of Christ, even though we still have a lingering pandemic uh, before us, maybe some civil and social unrest. Let's hope our political future is a little bit brighter because the open public corruption will stop. So let this be the year of Christ, that we commit ourselves to using our time, talents, temple, and treasures that God gave us to alleviate someone else's crosses. Let's commit ourselves to God's team. I heard them talk every uh, earlier about an acronym. I have one for us today. It's called teaching everybody about the Messiah. Let us be on somebody's team that's committed to teaching everybody about the Messiah. Let's commit ourselves to teach everyone about the, the Messiah. God's team of disciples effect on the world that continues to be at work today. God's team, when he put together, is still moving and shaking and changing lives and, and ch uh, changing generations and affecting the outcome of everything. That's what God's team did back then. Teamwork can accomplish anything. Did you know that as of Wednesday, the Powerball in Missouri is $730 million? That's almost a billion dollars. And that's from people just simply buying a, um, buying a little ticket, $2 ticket here, $5 there, has added up to $730 million. Sometimes we don't think that what we do, the little bit that we add, is not important. Sometimes we think we don't have to do anything. But consider this. One person, Abram Stacy, 
went out and she got 800,000 new signatures to go out and vote. Your efforts count. Using your time, talent, and temple and treasure for God counts. No matter what, the, what you think it is, encouraging another person may not seem like much to you, but you may have saved that person's life. And in saving their life, you may have saved their grandchildren because now their grandchildren have a grandparent or their cousin or a sister or a brother. You count. What you do is important. And when we join your efforts to someone else's efforts and we become a team, we can accomplish anything. Just like the disciples, we can change some stuff. So let this be the year of Christ. If you're not on a team, you can join our team. You know, Top is always looking for people who want to join our team. The pastor talked about distributing socks today. Just think if you had given one sock. If everyone listening to us gave one pair of socks, we might have a million pair of socks. Who knows what could happen when you join the team? And you teach, and then you become committed to teaching everybody about Messiah. If you want to join our team, if you want to use your time, talent, temple, and treasure with top, and we welcome everybody, then you can reach us at Tabernacle Praise SA Church Online, Tops the Church. And also, uh, Andre, you're going to live fast, but hold it there, Andre. So when you go to our web page, you can contact us and say, hey, I want to join your team. I want to teach everybody about the Messiah. I want to teach everybody about my match. You can contribute to our team financially, dollar sign, tops, and dollar sign, tops give, top giving. So that even if you don't want to join us and, and, and become a part of our team physically, you can, you can join our team financially. Help us out. We are out here doing what we know you want us to do. Helping poor people, encouraging those who are sad, and helping those who are sick. And we need your help. So listen, everybody, get on a team this year. Let's be about making this a year of Christ. Let's hasten the master's coming. So remember, we're going to teach everybody about the master this year. Take care and make this a great Sabbath. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sister Carol. Definitely appreciate that. Um, the, if you want to support our ministry, this ministry of being faithful to God, amen, um, we encourage you to, to, to give. Give and it shall be given unto you. Um, as we approach our prayer time together today, um, we understand that we're having some technical difficulties with our Facebook page. Normally, um, we're receiving our prayers, requests through our Facebook page, um, but we encourage you to um, go to our website again. You're able to um, type in your, your prayer request there. We're able to come and back and review those and, and pray over those. And, or you can just, um, uh, again, come stay on our YouTube page. Um, and I don't know if there's a way in the chat um, that you can put those prayers up. We're able to go back and do those prayers uh, requests and we'll pray at that time. Uh, but, you know, the enemy is busy, but, you know, but God is busy too. Um, and so we don't want to give him any foothold. We don't want to give him any um, leg up, if you will. Um, but we're going to continue to press towards the mark um, of a higher calling. And we're going to continue to trust God even when we can't trace him. Amen. Um, and so at this time, if you want to just bow with me um, as we approach the throne of God, um, we just encourage you to pray with me as I pray for us all. Let us pray. Loving Father, our God and Savior, again, we're so thankful. We're so privileged. We're so honored. Um, to be able to come um, on this platform before you. Um, as always, Father, you are truly amazing, God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. 
And so as we come with bowed heads, humble hearts, we're asking that you will forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us even now, O God, from all unrighteousness. Allow your Holy Spirit to uh, purge our hearts and prepare them, prepare our hearts for that day when you come. Um, there's been many requests, O God. We weren't able to receive them um, as we normally would. Um, but we know, O God, that there are those out there that are praying for help. Um, there are those that are praying for finances. There are those that are praying for their children. Oh, God, there are those that are praying um, for just a way out, um, even of this here COVID. There are those, oh, God, that is praying even for the administration. Amen. We ask, oh, God, that you would just cover it and that you would keep each and every one, oh, God, that you will allow your Holy Spirit to move mightily over the lives of your children, oh, God. We want to lift up before you, uh, uh, Sister Beverly, oh, God, her family. Uh, uh, Cynthia, oh God, Robin, we want to ask you to cover her and her family right now. We know that you see her for your eyes are on the sparrow and we know that you cover them, oh God. We want to ask that you will be with Alvina, oh God. Ask that you will cover her siblings right now. Be with her family where she is, oh God. Let her know that you have her in the palm of your hand. Oh God, you are truly an amazing God. Be with my family right now. I ask that you will cover and keep us, oh God, even in the midst of this pandemic, that you allow your Holy Spirit to fall afresh. Cover my daughters, oh God. Cover my babies right now, oh God. Cover my grandson, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Cover all of my children right now, oh God. Be with my tabernacle of praise family, our top family, oh God. We ask that you will cover us right now with your hand of protection, that you will cloak us with your love, oh God, that you will gather us like a hand gathers its chicks, oh God, and that you will draw us close to you. Never let us leave in your side, oh God, but every day of our lives always reflecting on your grace and on your mercy. I pray for Sister Kathy right now, oh God. I ask that you will cover her right now. Continue to lead her and guide her and direct her path right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for Sister Bowen right now, oh God. I call her name out in the name of Jesus, that you would do a great work in her life, oh God. She needs you. She trusts you, oh God. She needs to know that you have not abandoned her, oh God. Even in the midst of difficulties, oh God, let her know that you are a God that faileth not in the name of Jesus. I pray for Dad Harris right now, oh God, and the Harris family right now, in the name of Jesus. I pray for Sister Brenda right now, oh God. I ask that you will cover her and her family right now, oh God. I pray for Elaine right now, oh God. I pray that you will cover and keep her, walk with her, talk with her, be with the elders, oh God. Be with my elders of this church, oh God. We ask that you will be with our young people in the name of Jesus. Oh God, you are mighty. Oh God, you are strong. Oh God, you are the everlasting Father. Oh God, we know that you hear us. We know that you answer us. You answer my prayers, oh God. Uh, earlier this week, oh God, uh, I called on you and you showed up uh, and you showed out, oh God. Uh, and so we believe it right now, oh God, uh, that you understand us and that you hear us uh, and that you're not some figment of our imagination, but you see us and you're watching us uh, and you're caring for us. Uh, oh God, my God, my God, uh, I ask that you would just tabernacle with us uh, just a little while longer and that you will walk through the corridors of our hearts, the corridors of our minds. Shake us up, mold us, get us to that place, oh God, that when you crack the sky, we will be prepared to receive you when you come, oh God. I bind Satan right now. Take his hands off of our YouTube page. Take his hand off of our website. Take his hand off of Facebook. Take his hands off of Roku. Take his hands off of Instagram. All the platforms, oh God, that you have allowed 
allowed us to be a part of. Uh, we bind Satan right now uh, and we rebuke that spirit right now. Uh, take your hands uh, off of what God is trying to do uh, to the people of God. Uh, oh, Father, cover my mother right now. Uh, oh, God, cover my sisters right now. Uh, be with my brother and my cousin right now, oh, God. Uh, I ask, oh, God, uh, because if you don't do it, oh, God, uh, it shall not, cannot, and will not get done. Uh, and I believe right now uh, by the power of the Holy Ghost uh, that it's already taken care of, that it's already done. Uh, we declare it and we decree it. Uh, rain down your Shekinah right now. Uh, rain down your power right now. Oh, the enemy is upset this morning. But I bar none, oh God. Uh, I believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I go in deep. I'm riding with you, Jesus, uh, because I recognize, oh God, uh, that I'm here because of you. Uh, I'm here today because of your grace. Uh, I stand here today, oh God, uh, because of your power, uh, because of what you've done. Uh, it's not by power, nor by might, uh, but by your spirit, saith the Lord. Uh, so do it now in the name of Jesus. Uh, allow your Shekinah glory to fall down right now. Um, and at the end of the day, oh God, uh, we will know that we have been in the presence uh, of an awesome and mighty God. Uh, so let your presence be known. Uh, so throw your weight around, oh God. Uh, bind Satan on this day, uh, for this is the day uh, that the Lord has made. Uh, and we shall rejoice uh, in it in the name of Jesus. Uh, and oh Father, we ask that you would tabernacle with us uh, just a little while longer. We thank you for the offerings. Uh, we thank you for the gifts, oh God. Uh, we thank you for those uh, that have been faithful even in the midst uh, of a pandemic. Uh, and we pray for those, oh God, who are still making their way to you. There are those, oh God, that are longing for a relationship with you. There are those, oh God, that had not a relationship with you before the pandemic. But as a result of this pandemic, oh God, they recognize and they realize, oh God, oh, drawing close, drawing close today, oh God. Walk with them, oh God. We ask that you will be with the Dancy family, oh God. That you will cover and keep them right now, oh God. That you will allow your hands, just hold them closer. Oh Father, wrap your arms around them today, oh God. Let them know that you have them in the palm of your hand. And Father God, we will be ever so mindful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Oh, we thank you today, oh God. I thank you for hearing my prayers today, oh God. I thank you for traveling mercies, oh God. I thank you for covering us, oh God. Oh, 10,000 tons. Oh, it's just not enough. I see, oh God, I see and I understand, oh God, but you are, you are so mighty and you're so wonderful and you're so awesome. And so we thank you, God. We bless you. And we ask that you would help us even now, oh God, to be more like you. Be with my aching body this morning, oh God. I ask that you would touch me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet, oh God, that you would give me strength to stand right now while my body is saying one thing, oh God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus for your healing power even over my life and over my body. Oh, Father God, I heard the word declare you have to speak over yourself sometimes. Sometimes you have to just lay hands on yourself. Sometimes you have to ask the Lord to heal you. Sometimes you have to ask the Lord to just touch it. Sometimes you have to just call on it for yourself. So I'm calling on you, Jesus. And I know you hear me, oh God. Oh, it's too late to turn to death here now, God. I know you're real. I know you're there. For you've shown yourself strong too many times in my life. And so I shall not give up. I cannot give up. 
and I will not give up. It is a done deal, oh God. Oh, oh, hallelujah. When I stepped into your kingdom, oh God, when I stepped into your kingdom, oh, it was a wrap. And I thank you. I thank you for covering me and keeping me. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. God is good. And all the time, my God is good. I got so excited in that prayer. I almost forgot what day it was. Hallelujah. <laughs> I think I think we're supposed to have a song right now. Hallelujah. So we want to invite Sister Beverly to come forth. Amen. And bless us with the song. Hallelujah. More than
Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sister Bella. You just made this day um, just complete. It made it made it complete. Jesus, you're more than enough, more than enough uh, to me and for me. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. God is good and he's truly worthy to be praised. It's a beautiful thing to be able to come into the presence of an awesome God. Um, to be able to stand on this platform and declare the word of the Lord. It is a beautiful thing. And he will snatch me from the devil's hell and place me in a place such as this. Now, who would have thought, who would have even imagined that I would be here where I am? Who would have thought and who would have imagined that you would be where you are right now? I'm sure you can look back over your life and see some moments and see some times where you know that you shouldn't be here. There are some moments, there are some, there are some places that you found yourself in. There are some conversations that you indulged in and you know that, 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 that where you are right now, you shouldn't be. But, but because of the goodness of God. And so I thank God for loving me enough to save me. I thank God uh, for caring enough for me to, to draw me, to never give up on me. I thank him for that. And I'm sure you're thanking him too. And I, just in case there is someone that is listening to me, and, and, and let's say you, you may not have that relationship with God. Maybe, maybe you had it, uh, uh, and, and, and maybe it, 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 it's, it's gone away now. Well, let me speak to you right quick um, let, to let you know that, that no matter how far away you may feel you are away from God, he's never, he's never away from you. He's right there with you. All he's waiting on you to do is to say, Lord, come in. And so if you're listening and, you, and, you, and, you, and you're ready to come on back home, uh, you can just simply say those words, Lord. Come on in. And then God will take you uh, 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 through, through, through this through awesome experience. Any, any experience, uh, unlike any experience you have ever known. As I get into this message, I'm often also reminded of those moments when I wasn't in the church. And, and, I, and I have to put a pin right there because I've actually heard individuals uh, share that, that, you know, they don't like talking about their life before Christ. Now, I really can't understand that, but uh, I'm a little different. Um, I love talking about life before Christ. Come on, somebody. <laughs> because, hallelujah, hallelujah. Boy, I, I, I get excited when I think about what God has done for me and what he's doing for me. Because see, when I look back over my life, it wasn't, it wasn't what you see right now. Amen. Uh, uh, there, there were no suits and, and there were no bow ties. See, some of us like to get, when we get to a place, uh, 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 you know, uh, where God has, has freed us from stuff, uh, we like to act as if, uh, it, you, know, I, you know, I've always been this way. Well, I want to I wanna, I wanna be transparent. And let you know that I wasn't raised like this. Hallelujah. Because somebody's watching and you need to understand and you need to know that 
that that I didn't wake up like this. Come on, somebody. That that I didn't come. My background is not all of this. Hallelujah. Oh yeah, I had to go through some things, but I thank God that He never gave up on me. I thank God that He never turned His back on me, and because He never turned His back on me, I can't turn my back on Him by way of turning my back on my past. Mm, somebody get that a little later. Because see, God brought me through that. See, when I turn my back on my past, I'm turning my back on everything that God has done for me. I know some of y'all don't understand that because some of y'all never been through anything. Some of y'all, you got the silver spoon. You got a couple of them in your closet right now. You might even got a few to share. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't raised Adventist. I wasn't raised, amen, uh, knowing all the, the plush. Now, let's be honest with you. You know, my mom took us to church. Come on, somebody. I think put my mom, put my mom out there like that. Now, I want us to be clear. She took us to church. We used to go to church. Hey, man, we used to go to church all the time. Yep. But that was what she, 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 she tried. But that wasn't what I received. Hey, man. You know, I, I, while I was there, uh, we're not going to go too deep into it. Uh, but while I was there, I enjoyed it. I had fun. Hey, man, we used to play the drums in the church. Bye, bye, bye. But God and his infinite wisdom, as I strayed away, amen, God in his, in, his, in his infinite wisdom, he saw something in me, just like he sees something in you. He sees something in you. He sees something so awesome, so great, that sometimes when he look at us and see us in the state that we're in, it calls him to weep. As we turn to our passage today, as we turn to Luke chapter 19, as we look at our topic today, as Jesus is standing over Jerusalem, as he weeps over the city, which is our title and our topic. Let's look at Luke chapter 19. If you can turn that with me real quick. I just want to go right into this word and just share some things with you and I'm going to get out of your way. I just love the Lord for he heard my cry. Amen. Luke chapter 19. There it is right there on your screen. Luke chapter 19, verse 21. I mean, um, verse 41. Amen. And I read it in your hearing. It says, now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, if you had known, even you, especially in this year day, this your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, surround you and close you in on every side. Verse 44, and they will level you and your children within you to the ground, and they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. Today, I just want to speak to you briefly on the topic Weeping over the city, weeping over the city. Father God, again, we thank you so much for what you have done and what you are doing. We thank you, God, because it is because of you that we are here today. And as you look out over the city, as you look out over our lives, there are some things, oh God, that causes you to weep. 
is our prayer today that as we come to an end of this here message or this time together, that we will understand and recognize, Father God, that we don't want to make you weak, but we'll start doing those things to put a smile on your face. In Jesus' name, amen. Weeping over the city. To some, I must say, to some that this is just another day. Uh, the, the others, to others, it's a day of business. It's a day of, of, um, of, of, of usual things. It's a day of, of, of normality. But to Jesus, it's a day when the prophecy of Zacharias given over some 500 years uh, earlier that the Messianic king of Israel would enter into the city, uh, not on a horse as a mighty conqueror, uh, but on a lowly colt as a gentle bringer of salvation will be fulfilled. The route that Jesus took into Jerusalem began at Mount Olives, uh, which is on the east of Jerusalem. And as he rolled the colt down the road on the western slope of the Mount of Olives, crowds of people uh, began to gather around. Uh, people began to throw up praises and they began to throw up uh, accolations. They began uh, to hail him as the king of Israel. And, and, and all their excitement it stemmed from all the talk that they heard about this great miracles that Jesus had performed. And so the word began to travel. The word had got out. And now as Jesus is approaching, the buzz is going and, 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 and there was so much fanfare happening. And we could just imagine uh, the scene on that day as Jesus approached the city of Jerusalem uh, uh, on this here coat. Uh, uh, what a rousing, mighty, royal welcome uh, 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 as he began to make his way into the city. The whole multitude of people with loud praising and, and, and vigorous waving of palm branches. They were screaming and they were yelling and there was so much fanfare happening, so much that was going on. Uh, so uh, this here public acclaim, this honor, this recognition is rarely given uh, so spontaneously. So this wasn't a planned event. Uh, this was something that just sprung up without any planning. It would easily have been the desire of any human king or leader to have such accolation, such praise, such honor bestowed on them. In today's term, it would, it would indicate the public opinion uh, was fully in his favor. Uh, it would have just that everybody loves me. Everybody's in my corner. And that, and that he was at the top rating in all of the popularity polls on TikTok and Instagram and on Facebook. And he had likes over here and likes over there on, on YouTube and page just blowing up on, on, on Roku and all the platforms. He was the reigning star. And that any, any, any other man, any other individual receiving uh, such treatment might feel somewhat puffed 
up might feel somewhat lifted up with great sense of, 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 of exaltation, uh, would have felt real proud about themselves, but not the Lord Jesus. Uh, not Jesus. Instead, instead of stoking, soaking in the overpowering rejoicing of all around him, Jesus did something quite unexpected as he gazed at the happy faces of all the people standing in the foreground uh, and, 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 and the whole city of Jerusalem with its many stately structures and the backdrop. Jesus became emotional. Jesus was seeing something that they weren't seeing, something that they have was, was right there before their very eyes, something that they had, had mingled with on a day-to-day. -day. But Jesus looks out and he sees something different. He was so overcome with deep sorrow and grief in his heart that tears began to flow from his eyes and he openly and verbally expressed his emotions emotional lamentment over the city. So why, why did Jesus give such a different response during his triumphal entry? Why was it that Jesus looked and saw something different? Was it because he knew in his, uh, uh, in, 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 in his omniscience of uh, all the terrible things that he was going to suffer there within just a matter of days? Uh, 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 well, not, not, not at all. Uh, Jesus was not weeping for himself. What then was Jesus weeping for? Well, let us try to unpack this, if you will. Let us try to go through this and examine uh, the words that Jesus spoke in his, in his lamentment over the city found in verse 42 and 44. Verse 42 simply says, uh, uh, if you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace, but now by their, by their hidden from you, for days will come upon you when your emotions or your enemy will build an embankment around you, surround you and close you in on every side. Verse 44 says, and level you and your children within you to the ground and they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. Jesus saw something different. Jesus saw something different. Let me help us out here. Many of us are excited. But Jesus saw something different. Okay, let me just go a little further because um, I, 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 I want to make sure that I don't leave anyone. And so why did Jesus weep? First, he wept because of his unending desire for the peace of Jerusalem. We see that in verse 42. Verse 42, if thou had known even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hidden from you. 
the central idea in this in this here uh, a lamentation is peace. In other words, Jesus was expressing his sorrow for Jerusalem because it had rejected him and therefore missed its opportunity of peace. Uh, let me just put a pin right there, my brothers and sisters, because the world is in such an array uh, and we've been praying for peace and praying for oneness and praying for us coming together. But the truth of the matter is, uh, let me just help us right there. We miss it because we miss Jesus. We don't do as Jesus require of us. Yeah, maybe on an individual level because see, on an individual level, we can all scream how faithful we are. But Jesus wasn't crying over individuals. He was crying over Jerusalem. He was crying over a people that he has set up to be the way to show others who he is. He set up a people to be a, a light bearer. He set up a people to pave the way and they dropped the ball. And so Jesus, he cried, he wept. He said, you will notice that the words used here are thy peace as if Peace was something that rightfully belongs to Jerusalem. And historically, this was supposed to be the case. But Jerusalem was meant to be a city of peace. When King David made this city the capital of Israel about 1,000 years before Christ, he chose it because of its excellent location. This was supposed to have been a place where individuals could come to find relief. This was supposed to have been the nation. Are you with me, people? Uh, this was supposed to have been the place of, to show people exactly who God is and to be the place of, where people can find Jehovah, that can find Christ. Uh, this was supposed to have been that place. But it was right there since his, his predecessor, King Saul, had been from the tribe of Benjamin, while David himself was from the tribe of Judah, there would be a feeling that Judah had taken over the royal rights of Benjamin. Jerusalem's location on the border between them would therefore help to bring peace and reconciliation between the two rivaling tribes. This was what's supposed to happen. And furthermore, the city of Jerusalem was located high up on top of a mountain ridge, and it was blessed with its own sources of water from several good springs. And from the military point of view, this would take it like a natural fortress. This was the place to be. Uh, 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 Jerusalem. Uh, 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 this was the place uh, uh, where, where you could come and whatever relief you needed, Jerusalem should have been that place. Jerusalem was that place. This is perhaps why it was named Jerusalem, which means the city of peace. Jerusalem was supposed to have been that place and Jesus stepped out on the scene and looked out and the people missed it. The 
Instead of being a city of peace, Jerusalem was therefore becoming a city of weeping. It has perhaps caused more weeping than any other city in the world. This place where it's supposed to be the land of the free, the land of the brave, was supposed to have been a place where everybody would come and find peace. There's no peace, my brothers and sisters. So Jesus wept in full sympathy with those who have been longing for peace in Jerusalem, a peace that should have been possessed by Jerusalem, which is supposed to be the city of peace. He felt the anguish and sorrow of the city and of the nation it represents, the nation of Israel. And since Christ was himself a Jew. He naturally felt burdened that 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 in his own people that 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 his own people would be blessed with peace in this world and in the next. But Jesus looked out, and he didn't see peace. He saw sorrow. So his tears must also remind those who are still unsaved that to forsake the opportunity for peace with God that Jesus came to bestow on us as the Prince of Peace. He alone can bring sinners into per permanent state of peace with God. Only Jesus can turn this thing around. Only Jesus can give us the peace that passes all of our understanding. Jesus has given opportunity after opportunity to many of the unsaved to possess this peace. And yet, strangely, many choose to forsake that opportunity or to despite altogether. And Jesus looked out over the city and he wept. But now, as we proceed to look further into our text, we learn another reason why Jesus wept over the city of Jerusalem. And it was because of his uh, uh, unlimited knowledge. Uh, 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 it, it was because of his unlimited knowledge of the punishment of Jerusalem. In other words, this knowledge he revealed in verse 43. Uh, verse 43 simply reminds us that for days will come unto you when your enemies will build an embankment around you, uh, surround you, and close you in on every side. Jesus' unlimited knowledge of the punishment of Jerusalem, uh, we see here that, that Jesus saw some things as Christ fixed his gaze on the city from this coat on which he rolled, he could see not only its present state, but he also saw it 40 years later, being the omniscient God who knows all things, Jesus could foresee the destruction of Jerusalem of AD 70 by the Romans, two days after the triumphal entry, when Jesus and his disciples beheld the city of Jerusalem again from the Mount of Olives. He provided more detail about its coming destruction and 
in his olive uh, dis uh, uh, discourse. In other words, uh, Luke uh, uh, unpacks that thing for us. Uh, Luke shares that with us. You can read it, uh, Luke 21. He, 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 he unpacks it and he shares it with us. It is understandably uh, uh, why Jesus will keep over uh, the weep over uh, the city. It was to be a terrible destruction. Jesus saw uh, down the road with great loss of life uh, in the year A.D. 70 as a result of the Jewish rebellious um, uh, uh, Titus. You know the story. Uh, 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 Titus, uh, 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 the, the, the Roman general and, and, and his son, uh, uh, they began to destroy. Uh, they conquered the city of Jerusalem and they raised it to the ground. Uh, they just mowed it down, if you will. The destruction of the Roman enemies was so complete that all that remained uh, of the glorious temple was just a wall. It was just a wall. Jesus stood uh, on the banks as he rode in. Jesus saw the destruction, and the Bible says he cried. Today it is as known as a wailing wall because many Jews go there to weep and wail over the destruction of their beloved city. That destruction of AD 70 eliminated the Jewish nation for almost 2,000 years. And the scattered the Jews throughout the whole world. Jesus stood on the banks, my brothers and sisters. And while everybody was celebrating, while everybody was in such a good spirit, if you will, while everybody was screaming, Hosanna, while everybody was celebrating, Jesus saw something different. Jesus saw something different. Perhaps as we ask, Perhaps we should ask, why was the punishment of Jerusalem so severe? It was because of their sins against God. Come on, somebody. Understand what I'm saying here. Although the Lord had given them the law and sent prophets to them, they did not obey him and seek after him as a nation. And, and, and on the day after Jesus' triumphal entry, Jesus cursed the fig tree that bore no fruits, and it withered, according to Matthew 21. You see, this fig tree was perhaps meant to be a picture of Israel. Jesus understood what was happening, that it happened, that it had proven itself to be a barren nation, lacking in the fruits of righteousness that the Lord expected from this. What is the Lord expecting from us? What is the Lord seeking to gain from us? John's gospel, we see that the chief rulers of Israel love the promise of men more than the promise of God. And the fact that Jesus, just after his triumphal entry, had to cleanse the holy temple because it had been like a den of thieves, it shows the deep level of corruption that infected the religious leadership of that time. Let me move on here. 
Jesus wept over the city, weeping over the city, looking over the city, looking over the nation, looking over the land, and it caused Jesus to become emotional. My brothers and sisters, this, this gives us a better understanding now of why Jesus wept over the city of Jerusalem amid all the loud praising and waving of palm branches. He alone could see their true motives and the sinful, selfish, and unbelieving hearts of the vast majority of the people that were out there. Outwardly, they seemed to recognize him, but inwardly, they refused to recognize and accept him as their God who had made them and who had now come to visit it with them. Uh, they, they, they refused to recognize. They refused to embrace him as the conquering king, and they rejected him even to the point of demanding his crucifixion a few days later. Despite all the signs of evidence they had received from him as they watched him heal, as they watched him deliver, as they watched him feed multitudes, as they watched him deal with the Pharisees, as they watched him they still would not allow their selfish ways to get out of the way for the coming king. They weren't prepared for their visitation. Dearly beloved, my brothers, my sisters, my family, perhaps, perhaps there may also be some in our midst this morning who would outwardly praise Jesus as their king here on this platform. Uh, but inwardly, they do not recognize the claims that he makes upon their life. Perhaps the time of God visitation has come upon you right now. You have ignored it and even despised it. If this is true of you, Please be informed that this is a far greater sin than any other sin. The sin of willful unbelief in Christ is unlike any other sin as it brought about the utter destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70. It will surely bring about your eternal destruction if the fires of hell as this destruction is so fearful that it should cause us to weep over our sin of unbelief. It ought to cause us to want to do right. Jesus looked out over Jerusalem and he saw the destruction. He saw all the pain that was going to befall them. He saw all the hurt. But you know, as I close, Jesus, because of his great love for you, because of his unbounded love for the people of Jerusalem, this love that Christ has for you is just like the love that he had for the people of Jerusalem. And if you look at verse 44, as we bring this thing to a head, as we look at verse 44 and level you and your children within you to the ground, and they will not leave and end you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your 
visitation. Oh, doesn't that reveal the, the, the fatherly care? Uh, uh, you will notice how he referred to them. He called them children. Doesn't that reveal to you this fatherly care and compassion that he had for them? Psalms 10, 103 verse 11 says, like as a father uh, pitied his children, so the Lord pitied them that fear him. Now we can see that the tears that Jesus shed on his way to Jerusalem were not just tears of grief over their lack of peace or over their sins and unbelief. There were also tears of unbound love for his people just because the, uh, just two days after the triumphal entry, when Jesus uttered another lamentation over Jerusalem, he expressed his love for her people such more extensively. This is found in the book of Matthew. Oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem, thou hast killed the prophet and stoned them which are, which are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and you will not behold your house is left unto you desolate. For I say unto you, ye shall not see me henceforth till I till you say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Can you see it here? How tenderly Jesus loved his people. He longed to gather them like a mother hen under her wings so that they will find rest in him and the life of him. And, and, and not only did he want to gather them together under his wings, but he says that he had wanted to do it often. Jesus longs to grab us. Jesus longs to pull us close to him. His tears, the tears that Jesus shed for Jerusalem truly reveal his great unbounded love for his own children, a love that never ceases to, to, to exist, a love that never ceases to seek earnestly after their welfare and their salvation. Oh, Jesus wept over the city. Yes, he saw the destruction. Yes, he saw the sins of the people, but he also saw children who in just a few days he will die for them. He will see, he cried, he wept because he understood that in just a few days I'll lay my life down. In just a few days I'm going to go through an experience unlike any other experience. In just a few days I will receive stars in my hand for my people's sake. So Jesus, yes, he cried over the destruction. Yes, he weeped because there was much sin in the land. But Jesus also saw you and he saw me as he looked out over Jerusalem and he understood that there was something that he had to do. And he began to weep. He wept over the city, but yet it propelled him to move further into the mission that he had came down here to do. My brothers and sisters, Jesus is waiting. Jesus is waiting. He's been waiting and he's been waiting. 
And he's given us time after time after time after time after time again. But one day, just like Jerusalem, time will run out. Jerusalem is destroyed. My brothers and sisters, I don't want us to wait. I don't want us to wait until the, until the sky cracks because by that time, it will be far too late. It will be too late to call on him because the word of God declares that the, he that is filthy, let it be filthy still. He that is holy, let it be holy still. My brothers and sisters, it is my prayer that if you don't know Christ, that if you haven't accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior, that you will make this day the day where you take a stand for what is right. In spite of all that is going on in the land that we're in, yes, this land is going down fast. It's been prophesied. Talked about the United States in the Revelation. We already know this place right here. But people still flock here as though this is the safest place to be. But let me just put something on your mind and on your hearts this morning, my brothers and sisters. That there's only one place that you can find safety. And that is in the arms of Jesus Christ. There is no building. There is no amount of real estate. There is no amount of money. There is no amount of friends that you can ever accumulate that would give you the peace that you will ever need. Only Jesus can give you that. So if you have a desire to want prayer, if you want Bible study, you want to see how you can be a part of this awesome ministry, I encourage you to email us. I encourage you to send a drop a, drop a note to a, drop us an email and we'll get back with you. Amen. Um, our email should be up on the screen here shortly. We want to just encourage you to just spend that time with us. Let us, let us, let us know what you, what you need and, 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 and we'll be able to get back with you. Again, we want to thank you so much for what you've done. We want to thank you. Uh, uh, thank you so much for just taking the time out. There it is right there. Uh, uh, top SDA church dot uh, at uh, att.net. And so we encourage you to email us. You want Bible study. You want uh, prayer requests. Amen. Um, we encourage you. You want baptism. Amen. You want to just reach out to me. Amen. There, there it is right there. And so we encourage you to just continue to keep us in prayer. We keep you in prayer. Um, and we know that God is who that shall come, will come, and he will not tarry. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, you are truly an amazing God. Thank you so much for this opportunity that you have given us. Again, we ask that you will walk with us, those that are listening, those that are seeking to be, wanting to be a part of this awesome ministry. We ask that you will just uh, gather them right now, um, help them to connect with us. Um, through special prayer, oh God, that we will, that you would just heal, all, heal the land. Um, again, thank you so much for this platform. Forgive us of our sins. We do pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen again. God bless you and have a happy Sabbath.